Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I want to send a very special shout-out to Zamara. Zamara, thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Catching Tanya Time. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. She's a very distant cousin and goes by the name of Shelby Ann Catskills Cunningham. Now, Shelby Ann is a cowgirl, the only one in freshwater, and she can lasso just about anything. Pigs, her mom's pickup truck, my Aunt Petunia's Labradoodle, Pip Van Winkle swears she saw her lasso the moon last week. She may be an expert at lasso, but she never has as much time as she would like to lasso. Between school, tending the farm, and her part-time job at the general store, Cuthbert and Son, she only gets an hour or two of lassoing a week. But I think it's a good thing because uh, her and that lasso became a part of this town's history. This is the story of when Shelby Ann Catskills Cunningham and her rope almost changed the world as we know it. 
It was the very last day of the year. While all of Freshwater was excitedly preparing for New Year's Eve festivities and planning New Year resolutions, Shelby Ann was rushing away after her morning shift with her rope, practicing her lassoing. She hopped on Frankie B, her trusted pony, and they galloped through the woods and mountains together. Shelby Ann lassoed whatever was in sight. Trees, bushes, the neighbor's mailboxes. When that got too easy, she decided to challenge herself. She closed her eyes and began throwing her rope without a care in the world of what she would lasso. As her rope caught something, she'd pull in the object and open her eyes to see what she caught. Ah, a fresh bouquet of daisies. Then they'd run along and again, close her eyes, throw the rope, catch, pull it in. Ugh, somebody's old shoe. Then her and Frankie B would ride off again, eyes closed, Rope thrown, catch. But this time, humph, she heard someone cry out. She opened her eyes and stared at a blur of moving white, silver, and gold. As her eyes grew wider, the blurry shape started to form. It was a person with long, long hair and a beard that went on for what seemed like miles. Shelby Ann closed her eyes again real tight. Certainly this couldn't be real. She opened her eyes again, and they were still there. But this time she noticed numbers on this person's face, and at the tip of their nose were three arrows. Their face was a... clock? I suggest you free me from this rope immediately, the person spoke. Who, who are you? Shelby Ann asked. I am the reason you were born, the reason you keep moving, your memories, and your future, the person told her. What? I am time. Tan your time to be precise. Now please, free me from this rope. The world is waiting on a new year, new beginnings, a fresh start. And your willy-nilly lassoing has just halted all of that. What? Please stop saying what. Take a look around. Do you see anything moving forward or backward? Or sideways, for that matter? Shelby Ann looked around. Tanya was right. Everything around them was frozen. The leaves didn't move. The birds hung in the sky mid-flight. It was eerie. But then Shelby Ann realized something. If time stopped and she could keep moving, she could lasso as much as she wanted. Forever! And she wouldn't have to go to school or attend the farm or work her shift at Cuthbert and Son. She could just lasso. What a life that would be! 
Shelby Ann Catskills Cunningham made a quick and rash decision. She pulled Tanya Time in by the rope and placed her on the back of her pony. Tanya Time was, uh, furious. What? What are you doing? Tanya asked her. Sorry, but this is the opportunity of a lifetime, Miss Time. I'm going to lasso until my heart's content. And then some, Shelby Ann told her as they galloped into town. On the way there, Shelby Ann grabbed her spare rope and lassoed whatever she saw. And Tanya Time went on. Please remove me from this rope and this dang pony. Don't you know who I am? I am Tanya Time. Without me, nothing can move forward, and there will be no New Year celebration. Shelby Ann felt bad, but she ignored Tanya Time and kept going. They got to town, and Shelby Ann looked around. She saw everyone frozen, like statues. She peered inside Cuthbert and Son. Shoppers were checking out sparklers and party hats. Shelby Ann walked in and started doing what she does best. She lassoed the items right out of their hands. She was having the time of her life. And because everything and everyone was frozen like statues, lassoing was that much easier. She ran down an aisle and saw Humpty Dumpty standing still. It seemed he had just grabbed some ice cream to take home for the New Year's Eve celebration. Without hesitation, Shelby Ann lassoed the ice cream right out of Humpty's hands and reeled it in. She tried to take a taste of it, but she wasn't able to. The ice cream was solid. She ran out to Tanya Time, who was still sitting there on top of Frankie B. Why is Humpty's ice cream solid? Shouldn't it be melting if he's been here frozen the whole time? Shelby asked Tanya. (sighs) Because it is like I said, without me, time stands still. Ice cream doesn't melt if there isn't time. Nobody eats it. Nobody enjoys it. And it certainly doesn't melt. Ice cream in this world doesn't matter, Tanya told Shelby Ann. Well, what's a world without ice cream? Shelby Ann cried out. Not a world I'd like to live in, Tanya said. Shelby Ann hopped back on her pony and thought about a world with no ice cream. It made her sad. But her love for lassoing won out. So she lassoed herself all the way to her farm, with Tanya Time on the back of Frankie B. Tanya's long hair and beard trailed behind them for miles and miles. When she got there, she lassoed all the cows and pigs and goats. And it was easy, because, again, they didn't move. When she was good and tired, she went into her house for a drink of water. She saw her mom and dad on the way in and yelled, Hello! to each of them, but they didn't respond. Mom! Dad! Shelby Ann cried. But nothing. She remembered. They were frozen, too. She ran outside to Tanya Time and yelled out, Hey, Miss Time, how 
how do I make it so that my parents aren't frozen in time? Like I said, without me, without time, nobody moves. They stand in place forever. That means your mom and dad, too. But how can Frankie B and I still move? Shelby Ann asked. Well, no one's ever caught time before, so I can't be sure. But I imagine it's because you've captured me. And Frankie B was there in the moment, Tanya told her. I see. But... What's a life without my mom and dad? Shelby Ann asked Tanya. Well, it seems to be the life you have chosen, Shelby Ann. But of course, you could release me from this dagnabbit rope and mom and dad would start moving again, Tanya said to Shelby Ann. Shelby Ann considered this for a bit. She would miss her mom and dad, but... If they stayed frozen like that, she wouldn't have to follow any of their rules. And again, she could lasso all day long. She hopped back onto Frankie B and made her way down to Freshwater Lake with Tanya Time in tow. When she got there, she saw people setting up for the fireworks that were to go off at midnight for the new year. Except those people were frozen. The whole town was supposed to be there that night. She stared at the lake and the townspeople around it. It was perfect for lassoing. But Shelby Ann felt a pang of sadness. Then she heard, Without time, there are no fireworks. There is no lake. There is no New Year's Eve. No town to gather with. Nothing to celebrate. No time with the people you love. No fresh starts. No new beginnings. No mom and dad, no ice cream. But of course, if you keep up this hostage situation, you'll be able to uh, lasso forever. And I'll just melt away on the back of this dagnabbit pony. In this moment, lassoing didn't feel like enough. Shelby Ann made a decision. She walked over to Tanya and released them from the rope. The arrows on the tips of Tanya's nose began to tick and move in circles. Their hair and beard started to sparkle and glow. Tanya times stretched out their arms and let out a big sigh. As they did, fresh water started to come back to life. Shelby Ann looked around at the townspeople laughing and getting ready. It was as if time never stopped at all. She breathed a sigh of relief. When she turned back around, Tanya time was gone. Shelby went with her mom and dad that night to Freshwater Lake. They bundled up in their mom's pickup truck and counted down together as midnight struck and the fireworks went off over the lake. The next morning, Shelby had the idea to eat ice cream for breakfast, and it was a marvelous way to start the new year. Shelby Ann still lassos as much as she can. Just now, she keeps her eyes open and thinks twice about what she's catching. She's the only cowgirl in freshwater, but she is the best one I know. 
And that's how the lasso of Shelby Ann Catskills Cunningham almost changed the world. That was Catching Tanya Time, written, produced, and performed by me, Rebecca Cunningham, with original theme music by Eli Denby Wood and Amy Geisbers Van Wyk. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Yeah,